America's got money problems, inflation, out-of-control debt and spending, and it's only getting worse. But there's hope. Solving America's money problems, one hour at a time. It's time for Good Money with Tho Bishop. Hello, this is Good Money with Tho Bishop. I am your host. Always a pleasure to join you here on Thursday mornings on Money Talk 1010. This is a product of the Mises Institute. For more information like this, you can find it at mises.org. Coming to you on right before our long 4th of July weekend for those who get the, the Monday, that, that third off as well. Always one of my favorite holidays on the schedule, a, a great moment to, uh, to celebrate, particularly here in uh, the, the beautiful free state of Florida. And best of all, it sounds looks like some of the uh, inflationary pressures from last year have declined just a little bit. Um, uh, the average 4th of July cookout, according to a uh, report from the uh, American Farm Bureau Federation, take that for what it's worth, uh, shows that your 4th of July cookout will be, uh, will be averaging $67 this weekend, slightly below uh, what their estimates were uh, last year. Uh, the ground beef is a little bit up, so you know, take that into consideration. Um, you know, 4th of July is, is always a um, good, good time to reflect on the uh, the very unique historical nature of this country, uh, a very unique experiment in a respect for liberty. And I think when we consider the history of revolutions globally, one of the things that makes the American Revolution unique is that in many ways it is better understood less as a profound radical revolution similar to what you might uh, think about with the French Revolution or in particular the the Haitian Revolution or uh, the the Russian Revolution where you have a complete overthrow of pre-existing government structures but rather a, a national liberation revolution where the organizing bodies of the people, uh, in this case the, the, the colonies, uh, stood up against an oppressive regime abroad while we did see a change in flags and a change in over arching government structures, for the most part, the internal uh, leadership, a lot of the, the same powerful families, a lot of the same powerful institutions. It wasn't a complete destruction, a complete uh, a, a change in the day-to-day organizational life of colonial America, um, but rather a strengthening of local ties at the expense of foreign ones. I think that often us today, when we think about America broadly, we can somewhat overlook this 
dynamic of this country because at the time the the different divides the different uh you know borders on 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 the on the map there there was really a, a reflection of different nations within the new world the culture of new england was very different than the culture of virginia um, which was very different than the cultures of Georgia, Florida, of course, and not yet come to the party yet. Um, that comes quite a bit later. I'm coming to you from the Florida panhandle, um, where it was actually Andrew Jackson was one of the first Americans to, to step through on here. Not going to get into the reasons why. That can be a sore subject for, for some, uh, some groups out there. Uh, but this dynamic of thinking about America not as a single entity, but rather 50 distinct entities with 50 distinct economies, with 50 distinct cultures, with 50 distinct governing structures. I think sometimes that is a useful lens to consider uh, economic questions. For example, um, if you look at the the average uh, median income of not just simply America as a whole, but individual U.S. states, when we're looking for comparisons with other countries, think about Europe, think about other, you know, you, most places are not the size of the United States in, in scale. Um, you get a far better information about, you know, the, the, the richness of the American, the success of the American economy. I'm looking at an article right now about uh, uh, U.S. states have higher incomes than nearly every European country. And it creates a very interesting breakdown how with the, the exception of uh, – uh, Luxembourg, um, most American states have higher wages than Europe. And in fact, the social spending, the, the social safety net programs that are often lambasted by some on the left, um, even with those in consideration, most American states, even states that are, are not considered well off, like Mississippi and the like, um, they are stronger than most European countries. And it's easy to kind of take for granted uh, particularly when often the show is dedicated to the consequences of politicalization and, and the, the federal um, distortions of the economy, there is still a tremendous amount of activity within this nation that uh, continues to provide, in spite of some best efforts, the ability to enjoy life, liberty, and property, and particularly having a good 4th of July cookout. I think it also is important, though, to under to recognize this distinction from state to state when we think conceptually about what can be done within this crazy political environment, thinking about state policies, thinking about local policies, thinking about um, our neighborhoods and our communities as entities with which we can actually have an impact beyond casting a ballot, you know, once every two or four years, depending on how frequent you do such a thing. And I think being able to, to continue to keep that local perspective in mind is important in dealing with na- navigating this, this hyper-politicized, uh, hyper-crisis, really exhausting news environment that we can find ourselves in. Um, and I think the ramifications for that on, let's say, upcoming generations, when we look at uh, very distressing numbers about medical health, uh, mental health, 
uh, depression rates and things like that. I think part, though certainly not all of it, but part of that narrative is when our lens is always so focused on this very broad national narrative, when our textbooks are full of simply, you know, the story of, you know, who was elected president and maybe a, a handful of generals or business tycoons sprinkled in here and there, it is easy to not see yourself as part of that narrative. Um, if you know more about the presidents who was president 50 years ago, which admittedly might be a stretch for many in the school system these days, rather than the reason why the name down, the, the, your street is named after someone, then it's easy to, to become detached. And so the next two segments, we're going to be looking at some local organizations in Tampa trying to promote some economic literacy. So stay tuned for that here on Money Talk 1010. This is Good Money. Welcome back to Good Money. This is Tho Bishop, and we have at the Mises Institute a special deal for a Good Money, Money Talk 1010 listeners. If you would like a physical magazine delivered to your doorstep every other month uh, full of fascinating economic analysis, then I've got just the product for you. It is the Austrian Magazine. Uh, we've got great commentary and a new issue that just is delivering this week uh, focused on uh, some of the, the hijinks of the Federal Reserve. Uh, Alex Pollack has done some great work about the damage that the Fed has done to their underlying balance sheet, uh, their on-paper insolvency at the moment, and its consequences to you. Um, again, this magazine is completely free and uh, comes to your doorstep every other month. You can get your free subscription at Mises.org slash magazine. That's M-I-S-E-S dot org slash magazine. Now, we started off the show by um, kind of appreciating the 4th of July weekend and emphasizing the importance of, you know, it is easy to uh, get caught up in the broader national narratives, but what is so much more important is thinking locally um, and appreciating the distinctions that we have in, in this great country. There's a lot more that you can do within your community, within your state, uh, than trying to, to, uh, to, to navigate the uh, uh, over-politicized, often lobbyist-captured halls of Washington, D.C. And so someone who can talk about a, a very exciting um, organization in Tampa is uh, Wesley Schlemmer. He is the president and co-founder of Bitcoin Bay. They are having a uh, meetup this evening, and so he's joining the show to talk a little bit about everything they do. How are you doing this morning, Wesley? I'm doing well. Uh, so how you, I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. And, you know, in, in past episodes, we've had uh, some guests talking about uh, Bitcoin. We've, we've certainly talked about uh, uh, you know, economic topics generally. We even last week had... Uh, David Gornoski talking about uh, uh, food and 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 uh, the the importance of knowing your your local uh, uh, farmers and the like, and so um, you know always love highlighting very regionalized, localized organizations like yours. And so, uh, can you uh, introduce to our audience uh, Bitcoin Bay? It's it's uh, history, and uh, what what are you guys seeking to do? 
Yeah, so I'll try and keep it a little short. Um, but, you know, just like you said, trying not to get caught up in, like, the national politics. I mean, we don't even really worry about state. I mean, I, if, if it's more than 100 miles away from Tampa National Airport, uh, it, I consider it not, not our problem. Um, yeah, everything has to be done super locally. Um, that's the only place you can actually make a change. Um, and, you know, I'm glad you had David Granati on. You know, he's a great guy. Um, we also are working on a Florida Beef Initiative because one thing more important than having, you know, sound money is sound food. And that relationship with that farmer is, you know, one of the most important ways of doing that and bringing that local community back. So we started out of, uh, you know, just a, a bit devs, which is like the more technical meetup. Um, we have a developer um, in our group that started it. Um, I just showed up one day, um, became best friends with him and some of the other guys. And they became pretty quick. It became apparent pretty quick that uh, no one knew what uh, anyone was talking about when you were saying taproot and schnorr signatures and, you know, sharding. You know, like these things don't make sense to anyone. So we, we, we brought it back to 101. We started doing some boot camps, workshops, um, getting involved in the local schools. Um, we are a uh, nonprofit, um, education-focused nonprofit in Florida. So, you know, we're doing guest lectures at local universities, you know, just trying to, because it's a big, big, big rabbit hole um, with lots of, you know, lots of uh, areas of intersection. So we try to find, um, you know, depending on who we're talking to, like the best, uh, you know, the best way to talk to them about, you know, what it is they're trying to do. Cause I mean, we're not, this isn't, this isn't about Bitcoin. Bitcoin is just a tool um, to help us rebuild our local economies, our local communities on a sound money standard in the digital age. I mean, it'd be great if we were all using gold, but I mean, you know, everyone knows gold heavy and uh, you know, <laughs> not accepted very widely. So, you know, what we're trying to do is just educate and uh, do some outreach and see if we can, you know, try and fix or at least undo some of the uh, damages that have been done over the past 50 years of, uh, you know, fiat money. Absolutely. The, the, uh, the, the sinister tax of inflation was one of the most effective tools, uh, out there. Certainly. Uh, it, it's, uh, it, 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 and, you know, things like Bitcoin, um, you know, the, 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 the all, all the consequences that come into the, the politicalization of the dollar, um, is, you know, it's not just simply economic, doesn't just simply hit your, your wallet books, but it makes us worse people if you are incentivized to think only right. for today and, and not for the future. And, and I particularly think that with something like Bitcoin, um, which can often seem, you know, to, to some people that simply kind of look at the, the price fluctuations here or there or, or, or can, you know, for understandable reasons, maybe associated with uh, FTX and, and some of the scams out there. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think projects like yours that try to build off of local communities and identifying the, the real practical value it has um, within those is, is so uh, important and so interesting. We had uh, Jeremy Kaufman on, uh, who was the CF, or CEO of... Um, of library who has had some some interesting mm -hmm. battles with the SEC and that's one of the the things that he was excited about for the future of crypto is that given the hostility of the regulatory regime out there particularly from some of the large institutional actors and their actions on Coinbase and the like so ultimately this is a good test for crypto because you know we can talk about number go up we can talk about sort of the the get rich sort of fantasies that attract certain people within it um, but ultimately, mm -hmm. if it cannot with, withstand federal scrutiny and really if ultimately it cannot simply go from an asset that's number you watch, but, you know, into an actual resource 
for doing transactions amongst individuals if 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 you if you can't take it out of the theoretical and into the the practical use then you know it, it's 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 not what it's 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 not the solution that 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 we 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 so desperately need so can you just talk a little bit about um you know how has uh uh Bitcoin Bay growing. We'll, we can talk about some of the other other projects uh, maybe af- after uh, our, our next break. But in terms of interest in Bitcoin, um, you know, you, are, are there other you know how 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 has the interest in Bitcoin from your perspective grown within the Tampa area? Um, yeah, and Coffin's great. Odyssey as a platform is is, is huge. Um, so we're really you know, really thankful for him for his job. You know, the SEC stuff with there is, is tough. But um, uh, in Tampa, you know, we so we started uh, probably January of last year, or it was more like I started January of last year, and then we kind of hit that deep bear market. So it, it for a while there, it was just uh, a couple of loyal guys that would come out for, uh, you know, a couple of drinks, um, would come to our educational stuff. Um, but now um, that we've grown a bit, um, we've, you know, been more involved in the community. I mean, we had... Uh, we're having rapid growth. Um, we went from 75 people uh, a month ago to 150 now. Wow. Um, so it's, yeah, it's expanding rapidly. Um, and, you know, so it's, it's been, uh, it's, it's been awesome to see. Um, but, you know, now I thought we had a little bit more time until the price started coming back up. Cause I know, cause like you said, number go up, that gets people's heads turning again. Once we hit $30,000, people tend to get their heads back up. Um, and so we did this past week and we had our biggest social we've had in a year, um, with like half the people were being new, um, may come back, but, uh, you know, so we meet weekly in person, you know, we, we pretty much are only in person. We do, we're going to start recording some of our stuff, starting with the, uh, event tonight, uh, with, uh, Patrick. um, but you know, you really wanted to focus on in-person community. Um, cause there's plenty of other crypto stuff you can find online. Um, we are also Bitcoin only. We do a lot of uh, delineation between Bitcoin and crypto because when you, you hear FTX or Celsius or any of these other uh, casinos um, going under and taking people's money, that's all functions of crypto. So that's kind of one of the big things we start out people with, um, especially especially since Bitcoin alone is complicated enough. You know, you don't want to be you don't want to be having to learn about everything else on the fly as well. Um, but, you know, we've started a business network. We've got about 20 businesses in it um, right now. So we've done some business workshops. Um, people have been responding really well to those. Um, really, I mean, just about everything we do, uh, people love. Uh, so it's, it's really just trying to do more uh, with, you know, our limited resources and volunteers um, as much as we can, you know, to just present opportunities for people to come and learn. Because um, people, you know, like you were talking about uh, more towards the beginning of, uh, of your show, um, Listening in, uh, you know, people feel the inflation. They see, they see the problems. They know things aren't right, um, so they're just hungry for answers, um, for direction. And you know, that's kind of what we're trying to provide here. Is like, hey, like there is a way out. Um, you don't have to be stuck in this inflationary debt spiral. Um, you can opt out of this. Like there are lifeboats. We are, you know, they're rickety, <laughs> um, but we're plugging holes, you know, as, as we're sailing them. Uh, kind of deal. So, you know, it, it's really awesome to see, especially since Tampa Bay. So we aren't, we aren't just Tampa and what's what we call ourselves Bitcoin Bay. Um, you know, we want to service everyone in our area. Like, you know, like I said, pretty much within a hundred miles um, is going to be like where we're going to try and, you know, help. Um, 
but it's been awesome because, you know, we're kind of a, t- a FinTech hub um, with between St. Pete uh, with Kathy Wood uh, bringing her Mark Investment Hub down there um, and Tampa being, you know, a big financial, financial and cybersecurity hub. So there, there's, there's been a lot more interest than I'm sure some people would find in their smaller areas, which has been, you know, you know blessing for us. Um, so it, it's really just, it's, it's, it's been, you know, humbling and, you know, in, inspiring to see the people that come out and, the questions they ask and, you know, they're like, Hey, you know, I own these things. They're on an exchange, but I don't want to get rug pulled. So like, can you help me get them off? I mean, people are, people are out there and they, they, they are interested in this kind of stuff and they just want to make sure that their money's protected. And that at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do is protect people's uh, wealth and purchasing power. Absolutely. It's been interesting in my own life that the amount of people taking the last uh, six months or so that have, have reached out to me for, for help on, you know, like, oh, well, I'm, I'm finally exploring this Bitcoin thing. Can you explain to me what a wallet is? And and that that is one of one of the yeah. the, the the problems there is that, um, you know, Bitcoin ultimately as a product relies upon a level of self reliance, while there are right. exchanges and the like that, that that can make it very simple. The, the the use of the exchanges creates the same dynamics that that you know banks have right the, the pressure points right that um, that can be used to uh, to 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 track or or tax or, or all those dynamics um, to control uh, usually are those third party dynamics there and so ultimately the, the the real promise of Bitcoin is the ability that you can control you can actually control. Your, your assets directly. And that mm-hmm. does require a little bit of, of a, a learning curve for, for many. Um, so very excited about, the, about that, that education dynamic. Um, and it's interesting right now, you know, given what has been happening in Florida the last few years, um, obviously I know the, the energy in Miami has, has been, uh, and, and there's been a lot of investment there um, with, mm-hmm. with, with, with you know, some of the stuff that the, the government has done as well. Um, you know, Tampa is a, is a very exciting Area and it's int- I'm waiting for the, the state to take a more more proactive role on this as well. Um, you know, I, I know that there are some some state level actions. Uh, Wyoming's done some very interesting stuff um, to to help further incubate um, crypto and some of these other alternative finance uh, industries out there. Um, can you talk a little bit about the the the, the, the business network? that um you you have talked about i'm sure we have we have several uh, small business owners uh, those in the business community listening um what what, what sort of what what is that like uh, with bitcoin bay yeah so you know it's very early days um mostly it's uh what we're trying to do is one of (laughs) i guess not what but one of the main things we're trying to do is have tampa bay become the vacation spot for bitcoiners so you know there's there's austin and there's nashville which are kind of the two main cities with the uh, media and the uh, companies that are involved um, so we want to, you know, we're not gonna be able to like catch up with that. We don't have the developers. We don't have the venture capital. We want to create somewhere where they can come spend their money or their coin. So by doing that, you know, we need kind of a minimum viable product of a, of a local circular economy. So we need people to be able to come here, rent a place in Bitcoin, buy their groceries in Bitcoin. Um, you know, with the beef initiative, you know, we're trying to you know provide fresh local, uh, uh, beef, um, with Bitcoin. Um, and, go out to drink, go to a movie, you know? So we don't need everyone. We just need enough. Um, so we're, we've been starting with, uh, the guys in our network so far, you know, so we have HVAC, um, personal training, cabinet refinishing, pretty much the people, you know, that are in our network right now. 
um, that, you know, are, are coming to our meetups and are able to, you know, learn. But we do some business uh, workshops as well. Uh, there's like, we've got a demolition company. Um, so if anyone in the local area needs a building demolished uh, and want to pay some Bitcoin, uh, hit, up, hit up Paula Demolition. Um, you know, so it, we're kind of just trying to bootstrap, you know, the circular economy with a minimum viable product. Um, and, you know, finding, you know, one dentist, one orthodontist. We don't need to onboard Publix, you know, but we can get the local quick mark. Um, just uh, trying to build that out. So right now it's, it's, it's only about 20 strong, you know, so I mean, we, we, just, we just launched it, uh, I think, four months ago. Um, so, you know, we, we are still, you know, everything is still very early days with us. Um, you know, we're, you know, we're mostly kids. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say kids anymore. You know, we're all 26 to 28. Um, and then we got the older dads that have owned their businesses. But, I mean, we've got computer, uh, IT services, consulting, um, you know, meal prep. You know, so it's really just trying to find, if, if anyone's interested in this, you know, supporting them, getting them set up on the infrastructure required for it. Um, and then having our community be the customers that come to you and actually use the coin. Because I think back in 2017 uh, in St. Pete, they had something called the Bitcoin Bowl, um, where they onboarded 90-something businesses into Bitcoin. But it was 2017. You know, like who was I wasn't even in Bitcoin yet. Um, so that kind of all fizzled out because biggest problems for businesses are taxes, accounting, Taxes and accounting, storage, and then who uses it. So there's a couple companies in the area that have solved the taxes, accounting, and storage. So we're trying to solve the usage issue. We're trying to create that actual consumer network. That way, you know, if someone in our community needs something, they can look at our network and be like, all right, I can get this with Bitcoin. So when someone comes onboarded, like if there's a restaurant, for example, we host social meetups every other week. So... We have restaurants in the network. We rotate through those, those restaurants and host our socials there. That way we are forming that reliable customer base. So it is actually worth it to these businesses to go through the effort of accepting Bitcoin. Because um, if no one uses it, what's the point in accepting it? Uh, absolutely. And that's why I think groups like yours are, are so, so exciting and so interesting. Because um, we were talking about the, the Independence Day. Ultimately, it started with groups like yours discussing and taking ideas and 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 t- you know, applying them in their communities and so that's why I, th- I think bitcoin bay is such an interesting project we'll continue this conversation with wesley on the other side of the break this is good money here on money talk 1010 welcome back to good money this is your host though bishop with you on this thursday morning right before independence day weekend and um We've got a special book bundle for Good Money listeners. If you check out Mises.org slash good, good as in good money, uh, you'll find a special $5 deal. That's right, $5, two books that will help better understand this economic environment that we're in. One of these is How to Think About the Economy, a Primer, a Great Introduction to Economic Logic, Thinking, um, by Oklahoma State Professor Per Byland uh, does a great job of really outlining the the the, the unseen, the the trade off dynamic in economic thinking. Um, I think it's one of the most important tools that anyone can have navigating life, but in particular an important one for for young people to get at an early age. 
um, the best way of uh, avoiding being bamboozled by uh, some of the narratives and false promises out there, particularly in the, the current political environment. The other one is Murray Rothbard's classic, What Has Government Done to Our Money?, which looks at the history of money, the role it plays in society, the history of the Federal Reserve, the dollar, um, all of those interesting topics that are unfortunately continuing relevant in, uh, in today's world. And you can get both books, two books, for just $5. And if you use at checkout the promo code GOODMONEY, one word, shipping and handling is included. Um, great for you. Great for a if if you if you have a, a child, if you have a, a friend uh, going into college, and you want to give them some important life lessons, uh, that b- bundle is highly recommended. And someone who understands what ha- government has done to our money is uh, Wesley Schlemmer, uh, co-founder of Bitcoin Bay, and they have a meeting tonight. Um, Wesley, can you talk uh, talk a little bit about tonight's meeting? Um, where where is it? When is it? Uh, how can people find out more about it? Yeah, um, and that Per Island uh, primary is, is a great read. Five bucks for those two books is a great deal. Uh, thank you, Mises Institute, for uh, giving us all those books <laughs> so I can have to my people. Um, but uh, the meetup tonight is with uh, you know, Dr. Patrick Byland, or, or not Patrick Byland, sorry, Patrick Newman. Um, we're going to be talking about the intersection of Austrian economics and Bitcoin. Uh, it's going to be out uh, at, uh, in, at the Coin Flip, Ex- Coin Flip Experience Center in Channelside, Tampa. It's a 615 Channelside Drive. Um, that'll be at 7 o'clock uh, to probably around 9. Um, and we're very excited. It's probably going to be a packed house. Uh, we've got a lot of groups coming in for it. So you can find that on meetup.com. Or you can go to our website, uh, bitcoinbay.live, and uh, click on events. That'll probably be easier for everyone. It's bitcoinbay.live, and then right on the uh, front page there will be um, an events tab. And you click on that, and we'll take you to um, our upcoming events, which for tonight is with uh, Dr. Patrick Newman. So we're very excited. We're very excited about that. Um, I've heard him speak once before at one of the Mises Institute uh, events here in Tampa. So I know it's going to be a, 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 good, a good talk. You know, uh, Patrick Newman, who's a professor at Florida Southern in, in the area, yeah. uh, always, always an entertaining um, speaker, which cannot always be said about professional economists. <laughs> and appropriately enough, he's written a, a, a great book on early American history. So you'll probably get a little bit of that with the, the Independence Day tie in there. His book, Cronyism. Uh, Liberty versus Power in Early America is is a highly recommended read. I'm, he'll be on the show, I'm sure, at some point in in the near um, future. So, uh, very very much encourage listeners to check out BitcoinBay.live um, for tonight's event. I uh, wish I could be there myself. Um, and so we, we were talking on the other side of the, of the break um, that you know, really what you're building is is, is a network of like-minded people who are seriously interested in being able to to better navigate, protect themselves, protect their families in this sort of chaotic environment that we find ourselves in. Um, I know that there's a, a very strong homeschooling network from w- 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 within your community. 
Um, I'm also interested, and in, you, you mentioned the ability to, to use uh, Bitcoin for uh, uh, local beef and local food production. Uh, can, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so we, a couple months ago, um, launched the Florida Beef Initiative. Um, it's, uh, you know, there's, there is a more global beef initiative movement, um, but we have the uh, Florida chapter of that. Um, and we have partnered with, uh, circle six farm and ranch out in, uh, it's do it Florida. Uh, it's like kind of east of Sarasota. Um, and on our launch night, we had, I think we had sold $3,000 worth of beef in one night, uh, with Bitcoin. So you can get uh, beef boxes, you know, kind of like butcher box and, you know, you can pay it, you can buy it in Bitcoin. So, you know, we're looking to expand that network. Um, we're going to be hosting a food intelligence summit, um, early next year, probably I think in the January, February, where we're hopefully, you know, can bring in some more, um, more local ranchers, you know, holistic health people, uh, people interested in just like getting, you know, back down to the roots of where their food's coming from. So you can, you can purchase those, uh, those boxes through our, uh, we have our, we're calling our digital farmer's market at the Bitcoin Bay dot farm. Uh, and the boxes are on there. You, know, you can buy them in Bitcoin. It's, uh, it, it's, it's been awesome. I mean, the, the, the meat is super high quality. It's, it's been, it's been really nice to have, you know, just a, a chest freezer full of, uh, slow grown grass fed, grass finished beef. Um, and the, uh, the man who runs it, uh, his family, Leonard Horak, you know, they're a multi-generational Florida family. Um, they're not messing around. You know, it, he, like they, they see the, uh, issues that we have coming down the pipe, especially with, you know, the merger of, uh, you know, big chemical and big ag trying to push, you know, I mean, the pharmaceutical industry, you know, if, if you think it's bad for humans, I mean, you'd be shocked at what they're doing to, you know, with all the animals. I'm willing to, willing to bet it's as bigger if, it's a bigger racket for the uh, livestock industry and the pet industry than it is for humans. But he's, he's taken a, uh, a hard, a hard anti stance on that. He's like, no, we are doing this the right way, natural way, the way we've been doing it for generations here. Um, so, you know, it, that's all about, you know, shaking your ranchers hand, knowing where your food comes from and knowing that uh, they're not going to poison you uh, to increase their profit by, you know, 0.9%. So, so no, no lab-grown meat in the uh, the Bitcoin farm box. No, uh, no, no bugs <laughs> in the uh... over my dead body. Okay, <laughs> and I, I really think this kind of gets to the core of, of the issue here. Is that you know when the the the, the politicalization of the economy, which has led to this this you know mm-hmm. cartelization dynamic, it's it's led to this um, this, this this very uh, dangerous incentive framework. Um, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to big ad, when it, when it comes to big pharma, when it comes to a lot of, of these, you know, these, these very important industries, you know, that, that, that provide, um, you know, literally the sustenance and, and the, 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 the medical services that we rely upon having them, um, you know, the, the, the entire economy that we have right now is structured for consolidation and consolidation allows it to be better mm-hmm. controlled. Um, by those higher up, and I, I think it's precisely events, uh, groups like yours, um, solutions, you know, like local networks, like thinking, you know, u- utilizing resources like Bitcoin, like knowing your farmer, um, 
that that, that can really allow for lifeboats off of it. It's it's you know not necessarily going to um, you know by itself destroy the system around us, but it can provide alternatives for those that do have concerns. And I, I think the ability to to have those little cracks within the system um, where you know liberty can continue to breathe is is so mm-hmm. important given just the, the 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 structures in place right now. And of course, all of this ultimately begins with education. And that's, that's part of what this show is dedicated to doing is trying to identify opportunities like the ones that your group provides um, to, to try to, to educate on some of these larger dynamics here. And so uh, before we, we, we leave, um, before the end of the segment, can you talk a little bit about your own process? You know, how did you become interested in Bitcoin? How did you, you start you know, running in these sort of circles? What was your, um, your, your, your jumping off point for your, your intellectual journey that led you to this part? Yeah, so I probably came into it a very similar way to a lot of people uh, just investing um, back in like 2017. You know, I was in college, um, you know, looking at like things like Tesla, you know, just like staying up. And so I, I went to school for uh, chemical and biological engineering. Um, so I was uh, always kind of looking at like the cutting edge of like what's happening, um, trying to invest in that stuff, you know, because I mean, I went through an investing you know, our, our school had like an investing requirement, you know, requirement. Like they're like, oh, you need to, you know, invest in things and compounding interest. They never told you anything. So I kind of learned all that on my own. Um, and then for the next four years, it was just kind of, you know, buying on Coinbase. And then eventually I, uh, I lost it all due to some, you know, bad trades and scams and then had to, you know, reevaluate everything. Um, and, you know, easy come, easy go, essentially. So I had to actually learn what was happening um, and then actually understand the fundamentals of all these coins. That's when I kind of shifted away from crypto into Bitcoin because I'm like, wait a second, this coin, 80% of it's gone to the founders. This coin, there's no supply cap. This, you know, and then it was the uh, Canadian truckers protest that really cemented uh, Bitcoin as the only option because that was the only way to get those people money. Um, and well, and we're unfortunately, we're, we're, we're heading to the end of the break here, uh, uh, Wesley. But thank you so much for joining us here on Good Money. Again, learn more about Bitcoin Bay. You can find their website at bitcoinbay.live. Welcome back to the final segment of Good Morning on this Thursday morning. The final segment of Good Money, not Good Morning, um, but on this beautiful Thursday morning. Um, this is your host, though, Bishop. This is a product of the Mises Institute. M-I-S-E-S dot org is our site for more content like this. We've got a great front page on the site today, um, including some articles how U.S. states could pave the way for currency competition, uh, which plays a little bit on our uh, guest segments on this show today, uh, thinking at at a local level, thinking at a state level. Um, The article dives into um, some, some current existing uh, statutes um, that include not just Florida, but uh, Texas, Louisiana, and a few other states. A very interesting look at um, currency competition with, within the, the different states in the United States. Um, we've got a, a great article by Lou Rockwell on uh, uh, issues with social contract theory, a little bit of, of, of political theory there. 
producers, not consumers, are the engines of economic growth by Frank Shostak, which I think does a good job of kind of going debunking some uh, commonly promoted dogmas within the professional uh, university uh, economic environment and much, much more. You can find all of this at Mises.org. The guest that uh, Bitcoin Bay will be having tonight, uh, as we mentioned, was uh, my my good buddy, Dr. Patrick Newman, a professor at uh, Florida Southern College. And I I do want to to end the show talking a little bit about his work. He's one of the main uh, points of emphasis with the mission of the Mises Institute is not simply economic uh, theory and the the Austrian school of economics, which is named after the the origin of the 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 theoretical framework. The the University of Vienna was a big hub for the some of the early scholars from the tradition. So you don't really have to care about the economy of, of Vienna. To care about Austrian economics, it's just the the, the, the brand name uh, that was attached to that school of thought. But it's not simply economics narrowly, it's not simply politics um, with, with sort of a libertarian bent, but it is a focus on uh, history because it is from history that we get wisdom. It's from knowing the past that we have a better sense on what is coming on in the future. And a lot of Dr. Newman's work has been focused on early American history um, along with his own book on uh, cronyism, which is a fascinating narrative on kind of a, a, a clash of ideas that I, I think continues to play on today between sort of the, the Jeffersonian anti-federalist uh, appreciation for property and markets and political decentralization, a respect for the unique cultures of America's founding states prior to that colonies, um, kind of tapping into this more localized, decentralized dynamic that has we, we've talked about throughout the show today and its conflict with the Hamiltonian federalists that were not simply in favor of very strong national government for centralization of power, but also kind of set the stages for modern financialization with their views on centralized banking with the the Bank of the United States and the Second Bank of the United States and eventually the Federal Reserve uh, after uh, the Second Bank of the United States was shut down for a good period of time, which goes back into Andrew Jackson and some of the fascinating characters within that. Um, All of these resources, if you're interested in a look at this underlying intellectual debate that has gone on in this country, um, you know, since before the first Fourth of July, um, you can find that at Mises.org as well. And his book in particular, you can find at Mises.org/cronyism. Um, spoiler alert: the, the Hamiltonian project leads to a lot of cronyism, a lot of the, the that that get, continues on in various forms today. Um, I I think one of the reasons why 4th of July is such a a special period is that it helps ground um, or at least provides the opportunity for reflection on some of these historical roots that really allowed for American exceptionalism. So 
for those that get to enjoy the full four-day weekend and, and do not have to t- check in the office on Monday, um, enjoy it starting tomorrow. For those that do have to check in, at least you can still look forward to that cookout on Tuesday. This has been Good Money with Tho Bishop. We'll see you next Thursday here on Money Talk 1010. 